Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. It's a smile on all our faces before we go live on the Axon Bullet. And here we are, it's uh, match day or match night. And I'm joined, it's a, a couple of tag teams here. I don't know if the top two are the Bushwhackers. I don't, I'm not sure what you two guys are doing at the bottom. But what I can see is plenty 1980s terrace clobber. I can see Ben Sherman, Adidas and Sergio Tashini. Lads, you just look like he's up for a rock tonight. What's going on? <laughs> I'll start with you, Kev. A virtual hug or a virtual rug. I, I don't know. Well, you need to call us Kev one of two. Like I normally call him my man in Budapest, even though it doesn't rhyme. That's what Kev McCluskey is normally uh, <laughs> called. And we've got obviously 
Lawrence Conley, who very rarely leaves the house wearing something that isn't green. So here we go. It's Motherwell. It's a big one. There's a couple of fixtures before we close up for a wee break and a sojourn over to Australia for Angie's homecoming. That has ruffled a few feathers. And I'm going to start with you, Lawrence Connolly. Um, Stevie Clark isn't happy that we are not releasing our players. What's your thoughts? Okay, look, Stevie Clark fans, to be honest, you know, Celtic's allowed not to release their players. What? You know, we're exercising that right. Hmm. You know, at the end of the day, Celtic, for Celtic players, we pay their wages. You know, we've got an event uh, in Australia that we'd deem it more important for it to have our players there. And, uh, yeah, you know, Stevie can mump them on all they want, you know, complaining that Celtic uh, are doing something they're allowed to do. No, you're right. Stevie. Yeah, you're spot on. I'm going to ask yourself, uh, Kevin McCluskey, because the way I view this is we are obviously contractually obliged um, to take part in the Sydney Cup and we're going to be doing that. Um, We're also going over uh, to engage with our Australian fan base. So it's not as though this is a jolly. This is a big deal for Celtic and Ange Postacoglu being at the helm. Um, And what you don't want to do is send over a reserve team. Now, Listen, I know there was maybe only four people in the running. Uh, one is the, the club captain. And and I'm thinking to myself, well, like Lauren says, we're in our, within our rights. It's, a, it's an international friendly. What's, all the, what's the big hoo-ha about this? Hi, I'm, I'm in the same opinion as Lawrence in this one. We're within our rights to, to deny the players the chance to go or to refuse to release them. For me... Uh, I didn't even know Scotland were playing, to be honest with you. That's how little I've been paying attention to that side of things. Um, and from a Celtic point of view, it's far more important for us to keep our players in the squad together for this event because, one, this is like a mini pre-season for us and we want to use it as professionally as we can to come back after January and to you're going out there to kind of showcase Celtic to the Australian market. So you want to take your best players it's it's a big it's a commercial thing for us as much as anything, so I I'm totally on board with us keeping the players for our use because as Lauren says we pay their wages. It's friendly games for Scotland that don't really mean a thing. It's actually a chance for Steve Clark to blood some new players in the Scotland team and see how they get on. So I mean he could take that as an advantage to him. But from mm-hmm. Celtic point of view, there are players we keep them. I, I totally agree with that. Um, and again, it just seems to be any time, Kevin, uh, Graham, that you know the press or anyone else out there can give Celtic a kick in, they're, they're only too happy to do it. That's the way it feels to me at the minute. Anyway, Kev, Graham, I know you're a big Scotland fan. You follow the national team. What's your thoughts on this? I follow them that much. I was a bit like Kevin McCluskey there. I didn't have a clue <laughs> that Scotland were playing a friendly against Turkey next week. Um, the bottom line yeah, is... Celtic- think you'd be like me. I don't encourage it. <laughs> I suppose you don't want to be like anybody for tell a buddy, mate. But you, you, you've, you've improved slightly going to Budapest. Definitely <laughs> going to Budapest. <laughs> um, no, Celtic haven't released any players that are not going to the World Cup. Celtic are only only need to release players that are going to the World Cup. This mm-hmm. game next week's not a recognised international. It's not a recognised international break. So Celtic have got no point. No no. No need to actually uh, like release players. If Scotland were in the World Cup, then the players would be in that squad because Celtic would be contractually obliged to actually let them go. But they're not. 
it's a bounce game against Turkey. I would rather the lads go to Australia, um, spend a couple of weeks with Ange in the warm weather and set us up for when we come back in uh, December. That's yeah. it. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't care why we've played an awful lot of football. The footballers have played an awful lot of football at a certain level if you've been playing in Europe and that as well. And chucking in another international friendly just seemed pretty pointless and you're trying to flog horses that are already getting flogged to an inch of their lives anyway. Yeah? So that's I take them to Australia. I'm, I'm not really that bored about what uh, Steve Clark. I like Steve Clark. I don't want Steve Clark anywhere near my football club, but I like him as an international manager. I think he suits being an international manager. Look, he's just beating a drum for himself and the the should want to be journalists will just make have a, use it to have a go at Celtic just because mm. we are in six million pounds. Yeah. I mean, again, it is one of the ones, it looks as though we're all in agreement, but we haven't yet got a, a tag team name for the two boys down the bottom. I'm just looking at the 50 top WWF tag teams of all time and I'm looking at uh, guys like the Hart Foundation. Remember Brett the Hitman Hart? I think uh, Kevin McCluskey's got a wee bit of look about him. I don't know what your pecs are like there, Kev, but <laughs> Kev and I are definitely the bushwhackers. You could also be the legions of doom as well. Um, so, you know, you can make your mind up. Give us your suggestions in the comments field. We want to get you involved as soon as possible. You and boy Martin, hail, hail to all the troops. Absolutely. Um, and we've also got plenty more coming through on, on the chat. So we've had a wee chat about the SFA. Uh, Stevie Clark moaning uh, bumping his gums about Celtic no releasing the players let's have a wee chat about Celtic now and tonight's team we have got, got the lineup. and by the time I bring this up generally everybody has seen the lineup. but we'll do it in any case just in case someone out there um, hasn't seen Celtic starting 11 here we go it's Hart, Juranovic Carter Vickers Starfelt and Taylor O'Reilly Hatate and Moy Abada Yota and Kyogo on the bench Seagrist Jens Yakamakis Haksabanovic Turnbull Abligor Maeda, Forrest and Ralston um, Now I'm going to have to remove that Because we can't see our uh, man Lawrence wearing his Sergio Ticini We better remove that, there we go We might start getting complaints Let's start off with Joe Hart A few weeks back Lawrence, he was getting a bit of stick The gaffer stuck with him And it looks as though he's played, played through that And he's back to the Joe Hart that we know and love Joe Hart getting sticky Golden Gloves winner You know <laughs> Premier League winner yeah, you know, easily the best keeper at, at, at the club, and people are giving him stick. He, he, he did make a few he, howlers, though. He did have a few howlers, lots. He, he, he's been here what many months now, 15, 16 months, mm-hmm. and he's had a couple of howlers and he gets stick. I, I, I don't know, mate. I think it's just a bit fickle. I think he's easily the best keeper at, at the club just now. Definitely get uh, another season out of him. You know, we might be be having a look at in the summer, but bringing in someone else. I don't know if Seagrass is going to be number one, but yeah, just now, no surprise that he plays. Big surprise for me, Starfield coming in a a yes. Yeah, well, Celtic follower mentions that, and we'll be talking about that as well, um, Lawrence. But on the, the the subject of goalkeepers, then lads, at what point does um, Toby Obawalemi get a, a shout? I heard they played particularly well against Real Madrid kept the score down it could have been a lot more he's highly rated he's third choice at what point you know obviously Hart will eventually come to the end of his cycle the two Kevs have you got a, a view on that when do we when do we give someone like that when do we bleed someone like that and when is that a good time 
because all I'll keep hearing is you just can't because we need to win every game and every game's a winning, you know. And that's fine because that's my mentality as well. But when do you bring in a young goalie or a young player into this side? I'll go first, Kev, in Budapest. Please, do, please <laughs> um, do. Big Toby, the couple of times that I've seen him, looks like the Illa, 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 well, the love child of Ian Listen, Andrews. Before you go into that, you avoided using his surname as well, Kev, so I thought yes, whatever definitely. you were going to say would be a breeze. Aye, I know. <laughs> Any time I've seen him, he hasn't looked up to it, truthfully. Uh, I would like to see him going out on one. I think Seagrist has done well when he's came in. He's obviously getting the cup games and he's mm. likely to play uh, against Kilmarnock in the, in the League Cup semi-final. I, I just can't believe we're talking about dro- dropping Joe Hart. I mean, I right, as a... And Poster Coglu rightly says we can improve in every single area of the pitch. Mm-hmm. But as Lawrence rightly says, I think Joe Hart deserves a number one spot. And I don't think there's, an, I think he's the best goalkeeper at the club at the moment. That may change. But at the moment, Joe Hart is Celtic's number one. Yes, Joe Hart's got a howler in him. That's how he ended up at Celtic. I, I, I agree. I think I'm not calling for him to get dropped. Absolutely not. Um, what's your thoughts? Kevin Budapest. Kevin Budapest is going to he's going to join the consensus on that one and say at the moment. Are we Joe just going to? Are we just going to agree? <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we have an actually, argument? <laughs> do you know what? Where's Scott Bain? I'd have him uh, in the team. Where is Scott? <laughs> By the way, <laughs> on, the subject, <laughs> on the subject to goalies, though. Aye, that's right. On the subject to keepers, um, we've obviously got Hazard coming back. He's went away on loan and he's done well. Kev, you suggested that young Toby should go out on loan. I don't disagree with that. Get out there at a good level. You know, Hazard's gone away and won a league title and he's coming back. And uh, the other keeper that's out on loan, uh, what's his name? Barkas. He's done all right. And it could end up that he gets a permanent move because he's done well. So he's actually added a wee bit of value, I would I would suggest, onto um, his transfer fee because of the performance. So, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that, Kev. I think Toby would benefit from uh, a loan deal elsewhere. Interestingly enough, here we go. Um, we've got Mark coming in. Welcome to the show. Motherwell's 12th man. I think this one is for Lawrence. His column and their 13th is antiques expert, mahogany finished David Dickinson. Remember he was in the Celebrity Jungle, David Dickinson. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He oh, was, wasn't that? he? I, I don't know, but I did back then and he definitely was in it um, because I was talking to Colin Watt earlier this week and I thought, you know, with the, the jungle terminology and all that, there could well be a Celtic one. There certainly could be a Celtic one. But the question was, which females would you send into it? Into the, into the jungle? The Celtic the jungle? Aye. The centre. 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 The no uh, um, I'm trying to think, trying to think. Colin would watch it. Colin likes all these reality TV programs, so he would watch it. John uh, I'm going to say John Hughes. Aye. Definitely. He would rule the jungle. He especially, would not blink uh, under the under the pressure, under the challenges. He wouldn't blink. Especially if he was in with... Uh, Bear would be good in the jungle, actually. Nah, no, nah, no danger, mate. No nah. danger. He'd get jailed. You'd get the jungle jail, mate. You just you just keep falling out with other people in the Celtic fraternity. I've heard. 
I do, yes, I really do. I, I don't think I'm allowed in Australia. I don't think that's off my record yet. <laughs> Let's not go there, Kev. Great. <laughs> Kevin, uh, Celtic follower, rather, wonder how Starfield will handle his return tonight. Surely Kyogo, Abada and Jota will give us a good lead and Haxabanovic for us and Yakimakis will come on about 70 minutes. Let's start off with Starfield then because he was already brought into the conversation by Lawrence. Um, he returns to what we had kind of thought was the established first choice centre-half partnership they've done so well for us last season um, there's been a few permutations this time round Kevin Graham will start with you this time um, do you still see the two guys as being our best central defensive partnership? I see it as uh, Cameron Carter Vickers plus one uh, and it seems to be that Starfell is the one that Ange maybe favours when he's actually fully fit um, again, this just seems like a bit of rotation because Jens has played quite a lot of games and mm-hmm. Starfelt's trying to get minutes in, in his legs. Uh, I mean, CCV is now he's in the World Cup squad for the, uh, the US men's national team, as they are called. I don't know why they have to put men's national team in there, but they, they seem to have to. Um, so... Starfelt is going to get minutes in Australia. Jens is going to play with him, and uh, like Jens is going to get minutes in Australia. I'm, I'm quite happy to see Starfelt there. I think he done well last week. I really did think he done well last week. He wasn't to blame for any of the five goals. Uh, so I, I am quite happy to see him there. But I do see them as a first choice partnership. Right. I, I, I do, but I do feel that CCV. If we, if we lose him. There is a massive drop off, but I think Starfelt is the most natural successor. If I, if, see, see, CCV left in the summer, right? But right. you hope he doesn't. He? Yeah. I think Starfelt's the most natural successor for what we've seen over the last year or so. He does look more comfortable. Starfelt and Jens, because obviously CCV's had a couple of injuries, maybe just rested them. And always, he's naturally right sided, Starfelt. Yeah. The other thing I was going to ask, uh, Yuki Kobayashi is apparently coming in in January. Um, so who leaves? Is this another call for maybe Stephen Welsh to get a loan deal, Lawrence Conley? It's something you've you've spoken yeah. about before. Yes, I spoke about it at the beginning of the season and again on Tuesday. He's not getting enough game time to develop, is he? I think you know he could have a future with us, but if I've got five centre-halves, I think that's one too many. So... Yeah, I think that Stephen Wales should give him one. I'm assuming that we're going to buy James. You know, I think he's been great since he came in. So, yeah, get Stephen out, get him some game time. And, you know, he either proves that he's, you know, develops and he's going to be an option for us. Or we then sell him on and reinvest the money in the squad. Mm. There's been plenty of interest in him. So, yeah, it's the opportunity to get out and loan, get a full season with somebody under his belt. And, Make a decision for that. I think, um, you know, you look at Mikey Johnson as an example this season, Kevin McCluskey, someone who, he was at that point where we had gone on about last chance saloons with Mikey for, you know, two, three seasons. Um, I had some sympathy for him because I think that he's, uh, his development stagnated uh, under Neil Lennon. Um, and then he didn't quite get going under Ange Postecoglou and there was a combination of injuries thrown in there as well thrown into the mix he's gone away and he's performing well in Portugal do you think it's a similar scenario with Stephen Welsh Kev do you think get out there for a year or so and get the game time you really need to develop as a player 
Yeah, I think so. I think there's a few players that's probably in that that boat. Yeah, Kev mentioned Toby, the keeper as well. He's definitely one that needs to go out and it's get a season It's not going for the surname. Is it, is it just Toby? I, like Lawrence is going to try it, but I'm not. <laughs> All of it, Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> bye. I think I think Big Toby needs to go out and loan. Mm-hmm. I think Stevie Wells needs to go out and loan to get minutes because he's clearly a good player. He just uh, he, he gets two or three games at a time and then he's back out. He needs a run of games to show just how good a player he is and that those they're not like fluke games that he's just performing well in. And there's a few others that need games as well. Mikey Johnson was one. He's gone out and he seems to be doing quite well in Portugal, a league that will mm-hmm. suit him since it's a flair player. Then I know he's been out on loan a few times before, but guys like Robertson need to go back out if they've got any sort of a future. They need to go out to a higher level and get a season to show what they can do. Um, and it's it's the way forward for Celtic. We've just not utilised the loan system well enough over the last decade or so. Because you see uh, teams in the continent do it all the time. Players will go out and loan for a season, maybe two seasons, and they come back as a first-team player. And the, the rare occasion that we've done it, it's been Christopher Ayer, who went out as a prospect and came back as a boy we sold on for £15 million. Yeah. So if we can if we can manage the loan deals right, we can actually really benefit from that as a club. And Stevie Welsh is one I think that we could, he could really kick on by a loan spell away. Yeah, I agree with that. And I've uh, been a big advocate of loaning players to other Premiership clubs. Kevin, we've seen Montgomery in the St Johnson side that beat Rangers at the weekend. <coughs> We've got a few other players out, um, but all the interest for Stephen Welsh, Kev, has been from overseas. We've had Udinese and Toulouse, who have been interested in Welsh. Um, and you think to yourself, getting away from the goldfish bowl of Scottish football can often do a player good as well. I mean, I know he didn't come back, but he went away and, and really developed. Uh, Jack Hendry, for example, didn't he? He went away and did did, did the business. Um, are you in the same boat? Are we just going to agree on everything tonight, lads, eh? Uh, what I'm going to say after Ange Postacoglu's comments on Friday about us having our heroes but didn't get too attached to them because mm. if you want to improve, the team needs to improve. I think uh, Kobayashi coming in is curtains for Stephen Welsh. I think also it's curtains for Mike, Mikey Johnson. And I do think any player that's on loan, maybe Montgomery, I, I think, think he might have a future I think Stephen Well. if we bring in this other centre-half, I think Stephen Well's time at Celtic's up. I think Michael, Mikey Johnson's time at Celtic's up. The other guys that are out on loan, Shaw, I know that out on loan, the, the, the big fellas. Uragidi. Uragidi. Their time's up. Scott Robertson's not going to make it at Celtic either. And I think, looking at it now, Looking at the comments, looking at where we're going, looking at how far away we are in Europe. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on the Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. 
Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I think these guys' time's done. And they'll have a decent career elsewhere. The only one I maybe hold a, wee, hold a small bit of hope out for is Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Uh, my St. John's supporting friend, Fraser, loves him. Says he's one of the best prospects that he's seen uh, at St. John's. Whether he makes it at our level, we, we won't know uh, until the summer. But I reckon... Borders boy comes in. I think Scales has done as well. I don't think Scales will be back in a Celtic jersey either. But I think Montgomery will come in, get pre-season. If he's no update, he could be away as well. Hmm. I think we're going. I think we're going to see a ruthless six months. Yeah, the thing with Scales, um, I'm not sure if the future will be at Aberdeen because we paid a fair fee for him, uh, half a million, and there's very few clubs in Scotland can can match that. We'd need to take a hit on him, I guess, uh, unless he goes elsewhere. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd like some of the aspects of his game, uh, Liam Scales, but uh, he never played in that preferred position, did he? Uh, at centre-half that he, he continually spoke about, left centre-half. Uh, we've got Christopher Patterson coming. Three points, please, Celtic. And hopefully VAR won't disrupt us too much. Let's hope, lads, we're not speaking about VAR at the end of this game. Uh, honestly, it, it's one of the things that people must think that we relish uh, or the VAR chat I'd rather we didn't mention it because there hasn't been uh, an incident to talk of Kev you were speaking about don't get attached to your heroes we're football fans and that's what we do but uh, one of the players whose name continually gets uh, linked with moves away from Celtic is uh, Juranovic he starts tonight Lawrence at right back is he one of those players when you look at his age um, and you look at the time to sell in terms of uh, his pedigree if the offers are on the table in January do you think we'll be listening to those offers Lawrence? Yeah, definitely. You know, we're never, never going to be a better time to sell him. His age is at. If he doesn't move now, I think he's, his value is going to go down. You're unlikely to, to get any money for him. If, if he's a cracker World Cup, say someone comes in for only 8 to 10 million, you'd bite the hand off, wouldn't you? You know, you can trust Hosh and Ange to get good quality players in. So, yeah, I, I think he's maybe, yeah, for me, if you're looking at squad management, I think you'd be looking to get some money back on him, turn a profit on him, reinvest it. When you look at uh, some of the comments that Andrew's made, Kevin McCluskey, in relation to the fact that he reckons we've already done all the hard work um, with regards to our signing targets, that would mean we need to bring in another right back though, because it would leave us you know, criminally short again at right back. Eh? I mean, in terms of Juranovic, um, is it an age thing? for you you know if he was 23 you'd be kind of keen to maybe hold on to him for another year or so but at his age and, and his development his trajectory as Lauren said World Cup kudos it might be the right time yeah I think so um, for me he's the one first team player I would let go if we got a decent offer for him and I wouldn't I wouldn't be too disappointed to see him leave which I find a strange thing to even hear myself saying because I rate him really highly but um, you've got Tony Ralston now. And again, a few years ago, you'd never have thought that he's first team ready. Um, but I would have no no real problems with selling Juranovic if we could get that eight to £10 million bid for him. Um, because he is, he's 27, 28. His value will only decrease from here on in because he'll get to the end of his contract as well. So now is probably the time, if you're going to cash in at the high end, 
to do it. Uh, Ralston can come in. I think he could see us through to the end of the season. But I'm fairly confident as well that Ange is a clever man and he'll know the players that there's interest in. So if he's telling us that a lot of the hard work has been done, it's probably, you know, a right back is in there as well. It's in the mix. Mm. There's a mm. there's a contingency. If Juranovic goes, we have a player that can come in and take over. Um, I think he's done that. And he's couple of transfer windows he's had so far, he's shown that he plans ahead. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be overly concerned to be honest if it was Yaranovich that had to go to raise a wee bit of funds to take us to that next level again. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I'm a big fan, Kev Graham, of Juranovic. But when you weigh up all the different um you know stats and all the different figures and a big part of that I think is his age and the time being just right. You know, if Matt O'Reilly got called up for a Denmark squad for this World Cup, his value would have skyrocketed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to lose him. I don't think the time's right to lose him. I, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready to leave uh, for him to leave. I'm not ready for Jota to leave yet. Um, but maybe, Juranovic, I can understand um, any kind of thinking behind that. Are you in agreement with that, Kev? Or do you think that it's taken us a while to replace uh, Mika Lustig, who retired earlier on this week, and now we've got two decent right-backs and it might not be as easy to replace him? What's your thoughts? Uh- I think maybe Celtic would want to hang on to him, but the bottom line is Juranovic is 27. He's took a ma- his career trajectory has went massive in the last year since he's joined Celtic. He's been linked to other clubs. This is the best time to get a move. It's like going into Aldi's at late at night and getting something that's been knocked down in price. This is what the do, best. What do they call it in Aldi's? Because it's a whoopsie in Tesco, eh? Or is it's that a whoopsie in Tesco? I'm not no, sure. I'm again. I'm just getting a caramel donut. That's I don't know do you know what I mean? I think it just made it up. Who, me? Oh, Aldi's do for their discount things late at night. I think it is. 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 Kevin the carrot. You're confused. I know. Kevin the carrot for the Aldi adverts, right? They were talking about a Swede, the turn up, and Aldi posted, This is the best Swede since. Oh, I saw that. A picture of Henrik Larson. Brilliant. So that's why. I thought that was brilliant. So I did open Aldi and you did get. Did you remind Aldi that there's a a poetry book about Henrik? Did you take that as an opportunity to promote your book? I I didn't manage to squeeze that in there, but I probably probably will. I think Juranovic will be pushing for... I think Juranovic's agent will be pushing for a move because Mm. you've got to strike with irons hot. You just have to look at a number of players. I don't like talking about them, but you've got Gwen Kamara, Ryan Kent, Morelos, who were all good 18 months ago and now are ranked rotten. Mm-hmm. And is the agents are looking at these boys going, ah, Cal, uh, Bassey as well, great four months. Aye, let's get out of here. Let's actually, if it's folk are interested, there's a time and place to actually move. Juranovic has been a middling fullback until Legia Warsaw. He's came to us, his trajectories went up. I think his agent will be looking to move him on. Maybe not the club, but the club will be making uh, like stuff in the background today and CT. CTC uh, remind me why I don't watch this channel anymore in sight of a 12 year old I would, I would, be, yeah, I would love to have an insight of a 12 year old I would love must, to have the insight of a 12 year old you must be watching it 
to make the comment. I mean, come on, man. Are you not allowed to have a little bit of a, a wee bit of chat that isn't uh, just about the start of it? Well, unfortunately, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you that uh, that is what we're doing tonight. We are having a wee chat, and you know what? It's Chris, quite relaxed. So, chill. Chris McCarthy asked me if, if, if we punt all these Scottish players, what would we, what would we do? How do we get round the home goal talent rules if we punt all these guys, Kev? You promote guys like Rocco Vata. Yes. That's, Absolutely. That's how, that. that's how you do it. That's how you get rid of it. I'll tell you what though, right? I mean, see next week I'm doing in Manchester for the uh, National Awards again. We're up for another one. So I don't know who that was that thinks that we'll have the insight of a 12-year-old. But other people independent of Celtic media disagree, I'm afraid, right? So I just want to stick that one in your pipe and you can smoke it. Because I know that gets up the nostrils of quite a few people. Uh, O'Reilly, Hattati and Moy. Moy has been called up for Australia. Um, however, Tommy Rogic hasn't. Lawrence doesn't care about Tommy Rogic anymore. Uh, I heard them saying that the other day. Washington, but now he's dead to me. Right, he's, he's dead to me. Oh. Listen, is it not bizarre, right, that Tommy Rogic isn't in that squad, but Jason Cummings That's- is? That's a view of twelve-year-old ones. Was it anything to do with us being the bushwhackers? I'm not sure. Anyway, he doesn't watch it, but he obviously watched it for a moment to type that in. Um, Kev, Kev McCluskey, I'll ask you then because Lawrence doesn't care. Rogic is dead to him now. Um, for me, I was a wee bit not upset. I was disappointed for for Tommy and delighted for Aaron Moy. Uh, fair play to Moy. I mean, he got a bit of stick when he first came to Celtic as well. Um, he's going to the World Cup. Rogic has, hasn't. Is it just down to his uh, bad decision making? Took too long to get a club? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I feel sorry for him that he's not making it because a player of his quality he should be at a World Cup. But he had two or three, four months, whatever it was, to find a club and he somehow didn't manage to do it. So he's, um, he, he's played himself out of a a World Cup by not signing for a club and not getting his game time. Um, for Aaron Moy, you know, well done to him. He's in the squad. Um, I've not been overly impressed with him in every game that he's played for us, but I can see he's got a role in the team. And he's a big player for Australia, the way they play. So I think he was always going to make their squad if, as long as he was playing fairly regularly. Aye, but no, Tommy's, Tommy's not dead to me, Lawrence. I still love him to bits. And uh, I'd love to have seen him in that World Cup because a player that his quality deserves to be there. But it, it is his own doing that he's, that he's not there. Angelo Tyro is keeping his poster. Absolutely. Now, you know what? We might not appeal to other people who don't have the insight of a 12-year-old, but Gary Buckets is watching all the way from the USA and he loves the chat. So there you go. That means a lot more than the snipers. Um, so thanks everybody for getting involved I don't know if Kev was just itching to say something else Before we went to the action No, he's happy um, Tommy Rogic is dead to Lawrence That is the learning from the first part Of tonight's match day bulletin We are facing Motherwell We're away to watch the action And we'll see you at half time Thanks everybody for getting involved With a Celtic state of mind See you later Magical Welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. Tonight I'm joined by uh, Kevin McCluskey, Kevin Graham and Lawrence Connolly. It's half-time. Celtic lead Motherwell by a goal to nil. And it's been all Celtic in that first half, but Kevin Graham, it's a precarious lead when you come in at half-time. Just one goal up. It is. uh, Even though you're saying we've been in control, I'm actually feeling a bit meh. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. 
Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. About the performance, truthfully, I think it's uh, all right performance, no great a lot of places where we can improve, but we didn't look in any danger. And that's my worry is that we did the same as what we've done against Dundee, right? We just sleepwalk through the second half. Uh, we, we can't, we, we can't, we just, we need to up it. The, we, we're a bit wasteful in certain certain places, eh? We are a bit wasteful in certain places. And uh, ah, it was just a bit meh. We're one nothing up. If we're still one nothing up at the end of the game, I'll be very, very happy. But yeah. at the moment, I'm just, eh. Oh, what? <laughs> just any thought anybody can have. I was going to bring this up because um, anybody watching on Motherwell Television will uh, notice the or have noticed the dulcet tones of Jock Brown. It's a wee throwback to back in the day when Jock Brown was a, a simple commentator um, before he joined up at Celtic. And obviously, um, your view of Jock Brown changed quite a bit when he became uh, a member of Fergus McCann's team. Lawrence. Uh, Kevin says he's a bit meh about that first half. And I think, you know, when you're looking at the way that Motherwell have, have kind of lined up, they look as though they're maybe doubling up on Jota. They're trying to snuff out his influence in the game. You look at the, the work of O'Reilly in that midfield and Moy, by the way. I think Moy's had a, a decent first half. And we've tried and tried to create. We have managed to, to breach their back line a few times. But, you know, it's as much down to the way that uh, Motherwell have actually lined up as it is about Celtic not creating the chances. Because I, I do think we have stuck to our principles in that first half, but we've actually come up against a, a fairly well-drilled Motherwell side in the first half. Yeah, I think we've been a bit slow with this I don't know. Is that the principles when they say so? We've had two shots in target. It's, you know, it's, it's not the, the rip-rolling, free-scoring, you know, never boring, is it? It's... I'm okay, you know, I think it's been a wee bit pedestrian. Two shots in target, I'm expecting a lot more from Ansfall. But yeah, you know, Motherwell have set up well. I suppose you can say they've limited their chances, but we normally find a way to get, you know, a few more shots in target than that in 45 minutes. I think they've well, six shots at goal, the whole 45 minutes, and you know, only two in target. Yeah, you've got us to up the tempo a bit, I think. I think we've been playing at a slow tempo there. Slow tempo, how do you do that? Kevin McCluskey, how do you up that tempo in the second half? So I think it's difficult against a team like Motherwell, the way they've been set up. Um, they're kind of playing like an away team tonight. They're set up to do that thing where, where they're, they're happy to keep it almost it being 1-0 down. Because the way we've been playing, we've been pretty dominant in, with possession, but... There's been so many slack passes that we've made tonight that's been unusual for us. Guys like Taylor, uh, Hatati, Juranovic making poor passes. That They're not out of it. They've created nothing, but they're not out of the game yet. Like we could actually give them a chance to get back in the game. And it is because of the way they're set up, just to stifle our play. So we probably need to look to the bench at some point and maybe get somebody like Maeda or Haksavanovic on, somebody with a bit of pace again, creativity, fresh legs someone that will just try something a bit different and, and force them to change their setup. 
Now, it's interesting you're talking there about some of the slack pass. I noticed that certainly in the first five, ten minutes where a lot of our passes were going astray. Stephen Sloan comes in on the YouTube. Decent first half, just need to be more accurate with our passing in the second. Uh, Moy's best half asks, Ridiculizer, I'll come to you, Kev Graham. There's a, a lot of comments coming in about Moy. Um, IH decorating Moy, been very good so far. Celtic in complete control of the game. Um, Aaron Moy, uh, his Celtic career has uh, you know been one that I think uh, initially there was a lot of Celtic fans looking at the uh, the signing as being quite underwhelming, but he has uh, worked his well into the, the side. Um, part of that is, I guess, down to the fact that McGregor's been injured. But I would agree with that. I think he's had a very accomplished first-half performance, Aaron Moy. There'll be two ranges of opinions here. Um, I'll say that he's been absolutely fabulous just to annoy John Hughes Jr., uh, who really doesn't like Aaron Moy, so I'll, I'll say that he's been absolutely brilliant. And John Hughes Jr. would probably say he's played against a bunch of plant pots who have got no, no danger to try to attack. So there, there, there's two, hang, two, two, two bits there. Look, he's a tidy enough player, and he can, when they're controlling games like the night, he, he's looking good because him and, he's looking good alongside Atati in this midfield. Atati's completely off it. Completely off it tonight. Moy ha- has been decent tonight, but I would want a guy with his pedigree to be completely dominant against Motherwell. And I would say no offence to Motherwell, but I do probably mean that way offence to Motherwell. You would expect Aaron Moy to be completely dominating the game. The, the way the way Motherwell are playing is shocking for a team at home. But we're all, but we're only but we're only one nothing up. Mm. And that is that is a worry. What you might find, I've came nothing about football tag- tactics, but they might do a Dundee United, where after about seventy minutes, they might actually decide to go for it. If it's still one nothing, they might they might decide to go for it for two two or three minutes and see if they can sneak something. Eh? Talking about Dundee United, the other half time results are in Kev. Uh, Dundee United are beating Kilmarnock three 0 Obviously, we know that Celtic are up one nothing against Motherwell Rangers and Hearts are is goalless. And St Mirren and St Johnston are drawn one apiece. The the difference, I think, with the Dundee United comparisons, um, and like you say, we did sleepwalk Kev quite a bit, but I felt our rhythm was affected by the VAR decision and, and the situation we were in with Burnaby, then we've had to change at half-time as a result of that VAR decision and the booking and the fact that it seemed to get to Burnaby quite a bit. Uh, so I would say that there was other... Um, there were other issues in that game that kind of forced us into a, a kind of style of play. We had to be shot out of that, and uh, thankfully we were. Clouter, Kyogo, the goal scorer, the physio, and the comforter. I need comfort after listening to Jock Brown. Um, our opinion of Jock Brown has changed. So, you know, Jock Brown, the commentator, Lawrence versus Jock Brown, the character that ended up at Celtic. They're two different characters, aren't they? Aye, indeed. Uh, I think it's Bobby Robson lined up at one point. He came up and did a manager, did he? Mm. Yeah, he also he did he did a quite a few decent deals. Um, obviously, he didn't identify players, but he done a few decent deals, didn't he? In his time at Celtic, yeah, stem the leaks coming to Celtic Park. Mm. Yeah, that was always yeah, an issue. I feel a decent job, you know. If he's appointed by Fergus, you know, what more more do you need? Yeah. Yep, Fergus was the man. Um, Vince, three, scared to say we are in control. Only scared because it's just a one goal, I think. Now, I'm going to bring this up because this is a point I was trying to make earlier on. I do think that Motherwell have um, been pretty decent. I mean, one of the 
one of the, the observations from that first half was Jota, who loves to come in and side and strike, and he's got a few goals as a result of that. When he's doing it, he's just being outnumbered, he's being snuffed out, and they're obviously looking at Jota and Abada as being danger men on the wings. But as you said, Lawrence, we need to find a way. Um, again, I wouldn't expect any changes at half time. I would expect that in the, in the usual kind of fullness of time. Uh, Kevin McCluskey, the only reason he did, made the change against Dundee United was because it looked as though Burnaby, um, you know, he was walking a, a tightrope, wasn't he? Um, it's not something that you would expect. I know we, we took off a bad against Real Madrid at half time, but it's not an MO of Ange Postacoglu's. Would you expect anything um, to happen just now or at the 65 minute? Mark is, has been his uh, kind of routine Yeah I wouldn't expect him to make any changes at half time uh, I don't think there's any need to either uh, because we've been so much in control and as we're saying the only the only way we're not overly confident just now is because it's only one nothing. if we'd managed to sneak a second goal we'd be sitting here thinking the second half's a cakewalk we'll just kind of control it we need a second goal for sure, um, but I don't think he'll make any changes just now. I think he'll wait until the hour, the 65 minutes. That's how he normally plays it. And then you'll see probably three players coming on. You'll get um, Jakimakis, Haksabanovic and A and other will probably come on around about that time. That'll give us fresh impetus going into the final 25, 30 minutes of the game. There's no need to rush into making changes just now. Uh, but we're fairly comfortable. I'm going to go back to Lawrence's uh, pedestrian comment, Kev, and I've used this previously, but sometimes, um, and I've seen it a lot more often, I've got to say, when Jens was partnered with Carter Vickers, uh, the two centre-halves miss out the midfield, go straight to the wingers, and you've seen how effective it was when Carter Vickers and Jens kept going straight to Haksabanovic. It gets Motherwell or the opposition on the back foot. Is that the answer? Is that what we need to start doing? Be a wee bit more direct? It's not a long ball game, it's just you know the diagonal pass out to Abada and Jota. I think it's just the quickness of the pass, as Lauren says. I think we need to be quicker in the pass. I mean, there was a time in that first half there when Starfield broke free and Atati found space, which he always seems to do absolutely mm. fantastically. And they played the ball and he sort of stood on it and he looked like me playing five sides and like just didn't look really interested eh? And you're going, no, we need to play it quicker. The space is there, but I don't think the sharpness is there tonight. And um, I'll be, I'm, in, I'm interested in what Kevin's comment about this, the subs there. Eh? I says this afternoon and also on Saturday, I thought Angie's subs were a bit predictable when he took off guys who were actually having good games and because he, he makes the same sort of change. And tonight, I'm having a look at that team. I think you could take off two of the wide men and Atati. I think if he's going to make the three subs, they would be the three I would be looking to come off. Deservedly, actually. Uh, uh, in the during the first first half performance, but there's been a couple of them have just been a bit middling. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. 
This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. They're, they're, they're turning on a five, five, six out of ten performance, eh? And when you're only when you're only one nothing up, it's a bit worrying, especially when you've got Wally Collum who sees things that nobody else actually sees eh, in charge. But we've got to get over that. We've got enough on the bench to actually do it. So. Aye, it's just maybe having a look like a wee game too many for us. If you can, what I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a leggy game, eh? Kev, I'm glad you said that because I was almost about to say something similar about Hatati. There's quite a lot of comments coming in um, about Hatati looking off it. You mentioned it as soon as we started the half time. Do you think, I'll throw this on to yourself, Lawrence, it could well be that Hatati is one of these guys that really could be doing with this, this break uh, leading into the winter months? Yeah, I, I would. Take Katati and a bad off at half time. Get Forrest, Avogadro on. Yeah, I, I think he's he, he's looked a wee bit off it. He's been waiting on the ball a couple of times, so I'm going to meet it. Yeah, the staff felt the staff felt one that led to the chance. Absolutely, yep. So yeah, I, I think he's he's looking off it tonight. We get Jamesy on, get Avogadro on, you know, and yeah, hopefully freshen up a wee bit and, and give us a bit more impetus. It, it looks. No one's really making things happen for us out there, is it? It's just, as I said, it's just pedestrian. You know, yeah, we're going up and it's, you know, we're sitting, sitting fairly deep, aren't they? You know, they're sticking it again, but you've got to make something happen. You've got to move the ball quicker. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, even Greg's been a, a bit wasteful tonight, not like him. You know, a few, few stray passes from him as well. But uh, yeah, for me, get Forrest on, a bag off, get Abelgard on, get Antati off, change up the half time. Well, uh, we'll talk about the goal in a second, but one of the things that came to mind when you were talking there, Lawrence, was that pass from Starfelt to Atati. And initially, in real time, you think Starfelt's at it again, but when you see the, re- the replay, it's Atati sleeping, isn't he? He doesn't go to the ball. I think O'Donnell kind of dispossesses him, plays in Van Veen, and it's a decent chance for Motherwell in the first half. Um, but we will talk about the goal because, uh, again, another player, we spoke about Joe Hart at the beginning of the game, about the fact he was getting a bit of stick for his performances. So, too, not that long ago, Kevin McCluskey was Kyogo. Kyogo was getting a bit of a, a hard time. Um, he was going through a bit of a rough patch, even though um, he, he was still quite prolific when you look at his record. He opens the scoring tonight. How well did Matt O'Reilly do for that goal, by the way? Oh, he was fantastic. He was absolutely fantastic. He's fast becoming my favourite player in that team. He's got everything about him in the midfield. Um, I think I said during the, one of the Champions League games, I'd had my concerns about him going back to playing the Callum McGregor role. Mm. I'm loving him in there now. He's absolutely just grown into that within a month or two months of playing it. He looks like he's born to play as a kind of deep-lying playmaker type. But for that goal, his determination just to win the ball back after his heavy touch... 
the vision against to slide it across for Kyogo. It's a brilliant goal. Um, and it kind of sums those two players up really well, I think. You know, the determination is O'Reilly through and through. And then kind of a bit of a poacher's finish in a way, a goal scorer's finish from Kyogo. And that's that's what he is. He'll go through spells when he doesn't score because all strikers do, but it doesn't make him a bad player. And then he'll come back in and he'll get you that goal. And if we win this game 1-0 tonight, he's won us the three points. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you look at Matt O'Reilly and um, how he has impressed Kevin McCluskey, I'll come to you, Kev Graham. What happens when Callum McGregor is back fit? Where do you play Matt O'Reilly then? He just moves up, won't he? he that, that's it, it's that simple. He's doing a shift for us there. He was absolutely fantastic for the, for the goal. He's doing a shift there, but that's Callum McGregor's uh, role, eh? so I think it's just an easy shift up, eh? Right, straight back into the same position. Would you agree with that, Lawrence? Or do you give Callum a bit more freedom in an advanced role? I say, I, I love to see Callum playing forward, forward. I think he's, you know, he's wasted at the back. I think it, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd leave it right there. He's, he's doing well. See what Callum can give us for further forward. So we've actually got. Two people not agreeing, that's tremendous. Um, Half-time, Celtic 1, Motherwell 0. We'll go back to the action. We did manage to get through that without Kevin Graham falling out with anybody, which is astonishing, sensational bit of um, broadcasting from Kev Graham once again. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved, and we'll see you at full-time. Thanks for joining us on A Celtic State of Mind. Welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and tonight I'm joined by Kevin Graham, Kevin McCluskey, and Lawrence Connolly, we're here to talk about Celtic 2, Motherwell 1. A wee bit tighter than we would have envisaged at the beginning of the game, I'm sure. Lawrence, I'll come to you first and foremost. You were not that impressed with the performance, were you? No, uh, three shots on, on target all night through the first half on the second half. Uh, I suppose it's the points that, that, that count, but uh, yeah, slow, pedestrian, uninspired. But, you know, we march on, it's another win. It's three points. We're still, you know, clear at the top of the league. But, yeah, you're going to have some performances like that throughout the season, I suppose. But, yeah, as long as you get the three points. Yeah, you are. Um, Kevin McCluskey, we spoke about it at half-time around how to inject some life into the, the performance. I think that, obviously, the changes were made. Did it make much of a difference for you, did you think, the changes? Um... Yeah, yes and no, a little bit. I felt uh, Haksabanovic was a better option than Abada when he came on. He was a bit mm. more direct and forceful when he had it. Uh, he tried to make things happen a little bit more. It just wasn't Abada's day. Uh, he was just off it. Um, but then the other changes, I'm not really sure. I mean, there were the changes I would have made, but I don't think they really made a big difference to how we were playing. And, and we did speak about it a little bit at half time. That's also credit to Motherwell. They just set up to be quite stodgy and defensive and didn't allow us to play through them like we wanted to. So you've got to give them a bit of credit for us not being able to play and for it not being a, a very exciting game from that point of view. Mm. Well, every now and again, we're going to get these games. We're not going to blow sides away every week and play the scintillating football that we want to see. We're going to have to struggle at times. And we did that today. We were in control of possession all the, the 90 minutes and it was never really in doubt. It was just a point of were we going to get the second goal or were we going to give away a daft goal? And luckily we got the second before we gave them, gave away the daft goal. Um, but no, um, happy, like Lauren says, just happy to come away with the three points. 
that's all tonight was all about. It's getting the three points. Yeah. Kevin Graham was on earlier on today talking about the fact that we need to get a couple of wins under our belt before we start thinking about breaks over the World Cup. Uh, changes were made. Turnbull comes on, turns out to set up the uh, what became the winning goal. Obviously, Maeda comes on and scores that winning goal, Kevin. But there is a lot more to talk about uh, besides that as well. So we will take it blow by blow, OK? Um, so initially, we're a goal up and we're talking about injecting a wee bit of life um, we've got to talk about the first thing, the, the real talking point was uh, Jota's goal. He puts us what we thought he put us 2 nothing up. Kyogo was unbelievable in winning possession and in picking out the pass. It looked to me that Jota timed it to perfection and, and the finish was outstanding as well. Gostivar called offside. Kev, I'm going to ask you first, what was your thoughts on that particular decision? We've never really had a decent view of it, did we? They were quick enough. I was watching some feed from Motherwell TV, which I must admit was like watching computer graphics a match day two on the ZX Spectrum in 1986. Who was the so, co-commentator? Commentator? I think it was Rory, what's his name? McLeod, or boy, oh. he used to be on BT. Hamilton, I think it was him. It was only one commentator, but he was as boring as a bus conductor, man. He was, <laughs> well, you know, he was well, you're not watching the Jock Brown game, no? The Jock Brown No, Jock Brown seemed to disappear for the feed I was watching at half time. So, uh, I'm just I didn't wondering who, who, was, was, who was with Jock. Who was with Jock? He was an ex Celtic player, apparently. Uh, it, was, uh, it was Darren Jackson. Was it Jacko? Was right. it Darcy? Aye. Oh. Oh. Uh, it took me a while to get it as well. I, I could not figure Jackson. it out. I could not figure out who that was. Um, aye, so the, I mean, some of the TV shots were better than the VAR shot we got, Kev. Aye, we never really saw the VAR shot, but what I would, what I would put it down to, Jota didn't really complain about it too much, did he? He didn't really, like, if he was on side, you, I think you would have seen him, like, waving his head about and waving his hair and, like, being all dramatic, being all Iberian and dramatic, but he wasn't. Um it would have been the goal of the season, man. It would have been mm. an absolutely cracking goal. Uh, it would have been a, it would have been a brilliant goal. Yeah. <coughs> so, I, I think the night David Turnbull's ball for the second goal. There's two guys. One was this game the night, and it was David Turnbull and Matt O'Reilly. They showed a bit of class. The only two bits of class that were really in the game. Um, and they got us through. If anybody switched on that last ten minutes, I would have thought we would have been entertained all night. We weren't entertained at all. That game was utter rubbish, utter dross. It's three points. We move on. Need three points on Saturday as well, and we move on to the the like, move on to the World Cup. There was only four players in that got past match for me. The two centre halves, Moy and O'Reilly, and David Turnbull gets a nice pat on the back for that ball. And you've got to say Maeda as well because he scored. But all the rest of them, all the, all the rest of them can, and and Kyogo done his job for his goal as well. I was going to throw Kyogo in the mix um, because all, all, the, all the rest of them just had a middle and ninety. But Kyogo, as well as the goal, I thought he done a lot of good defensive work. I think um, the Jota goal, you know, we could probably argue that one all night. What do you think in the comments? Let us know. Uh, but his work leading up to that goal was just tremendous. It was superb. <laughs> It was phenomenal, but I still can't actually believe that uh, Jota and Hatati both lasted 79 and 68 minutes, respectively, in that game. Jota really frustrated me the night, and also was quite frustrated doing, doing, doing the right-hand side when Haksabanovic and Juranovic came, 
they started they they started they, they started like uh, linking up well, but final ball wasn't there. But hey, we dominated the game. It was a performance we're not going to really remember from hopefully when the medals and the trophies are getting uh, getting getting dished out at the end of the season. Um, it was comfortable, but I kind of thought we sleepwalked again a bit like the Dundee United game. But hey, it's three points. That, that that's that's all we actually wanted was the three points. We got it and. We just need to move on. It did, it, did, it did look like it was a game a bit too far for us, but hey-ho, another home game on Saturday. Looking forward to going to the game on Saturday, but I won't remember this one for very long. Well, Kevin says, Kevin McCluskey, uh, Kevin Graham says that uh, the reaction of Jota says a lot about that goal that was ruled offside. What was your thought? What was your take on it? Initial take was it was, uh, I thought he was onside. I thought he looked onside. And then I haven't seen an angle of it that says he wasn't <laughs> because the angles that we've seen, uh, the VAR angle and then the replays, they're inconclusive. It's really, really tight. It's um, it's definitely not a clear and obvious mistake that the, the ref of the linesman has made with it. But I take on board what Kev said, actually. Uh, the reaction of the players is usually a big giveaway. If it's, you know, has he made a foul, is he offside? And Yota doesn't complain about it at all. He just kind of shrugs his shoulders and gets on with it. So maybe he has looked along the line himself if, and seen that he's he's offside and that's if he is offside, Kevin, it's only his kneecap. Aye, it's very if he's very got hair if he's got if he's got if he's got hair on his kneecap, it's a hair on his kneecap that's offside. If anything. It's it's no it's no clear and obvious. Boggy <clears throat> Bob. We may have won this game, but the disallowed VAR offside uh, if that's the image that we saw from the other half of the pitch is the best there was, then VAR needs to be switched off. Lawrence, you've not had an opportunity to speak about the uh, disallowed goal. What was your take on it? Yeah, I wouldn't put anything down to Jota's reaction because, you know, it was, what, 90 seconds afterwards or something that made the decision? He knows it's going to be tight. Am I convinced by the VAR, VAR image? No. It's just, it's just a ridiculous image they shoved up. But, yeah... It would be a cracking goal. I didn't think it was offside. I'm still not convinced it was offside, mate. That bar, I mean, you could just look and go, what's that, mate? Surely there's no look offside in it. So, yeah. Yeah. But, you, you know, still not get a decision from VAR, you know. Muddle could have the boy sent off. I'm surprised VAR didn't call that tackle. Tackle up, you know, he's late, he's out of control, he's endangering an opponent. What part it's not a red card? Well, yeah, that does lead us on to the other VAR decision. And what I said at the beginning of the game, I didn't want this to be dominated by VAR. Um, but it's becoming increasingly difficult to go through a post-match and not talk about it. Uh, but we are keen to get some of your thoughts in on the comments. Stephen Sloan, very poor second half. Stephen agrees with Kev Graham. How did Yakamakis miss that? I think the World Cup break is maybe coming at the right time because we just don't seem to be at the races at the moment, that was quite a bad miss actually by Yakimakis. But again, um, we win the game, so you don't really focus on it too much. And uh, IH decorating back in on the chat to say more VAR nonsense. Jota goal looked on onside. The tackle on Starfield was shocking too. Maida was great, and his energy was just what we needed. Second half was lackluster. Well, Lawrence brought it up. Let's talk about the tackle. 
if you can call it a tackle, on Starfelt. And, um, you know, on the first show, and I thought it was shocking. I've seen a few uh, replays on it, and it didn't get much better. Uh, Morris, he gets a yellow card. It goes to VAR. They look at it. They can see it in slow motion. They can watch it time and time again. Various replays, various angles. Yet still, Kevin McCluskey, it doesn't go down as a red. How on earth, you know, how, how on earth could that be the decision of any sane-minded individual who's a professional in that role to watch that tackle and think it's not a red card? No idea. No, no idea for that one. When you see it in um, in live and in real speed, it's a horrible tackle because he's com- he's completely mistimed it. He's off the ground. His feet are raised. He's gone in with his studs, and he's caught. Uh, he's he's caught. Staff felt big time. Mm. It's um, there's no. I don't think there's any malice behind it or anything like that. It's just a really poorly timed tackle. But as Lon said, he's not in control of his body when he makes the tackle and when he makes connection. I think it's uh, Starfield's lucky because it could be a leg breaker if he's a little bit higher up when he catches him. I think it's that bad of a tackle with the force that's behind it. And then, if you, as you say, if you're watching the replays and you get it in slow motion, it's bound to look even worse. So how they can't give that as a red card, for me, it's beyond me. Lawrence has already had his say about the uh, tackle on Starfelt. Kevin Graham, do you agree with Kevin McCluskey? It's wild, it's out of control, it's a straight red card, even without looking at the even without looking at the VAR decision. It's another horror show by Willie Call. Mm-hmm. He sees it and he sees that the guy's out of control as a red card any day of the week. Shouldn't even have needed to went to rag out VAR. But again, it's just a Wally Colm special, eh? and that's Wally Colm all over. Um, I'm all a bit annoyed. I think Jakimakis was unlucky with his chance, but aye, that was a straight red chance. That was a straight, straight red, red, red card. When the, the guy made no attempt to get the ball whatsoever, it was reckless on a heavy pitch. And, mm-hmm. I, and I hate that. Eh? You hear the commentators go, oh, the referee took into account that it's a heavy pitch. It's either a serious wrong challenge or it's no, doesn't it matter if it's dry, snowing, foggy? Doesn't it matter. The boy was out of control, it was a red kid. Does the environment come into it, Kev? Is that uh, part of the rules? I don't think it is, is it? John Hughes, two games in a row, we've had serious problems defending simple balls into the box. Did any of you have any concerns about our defensive display tonight? I think they got caught with a quick free kick, and Juranovic wasn't quick enough for playing the boy offside. I think for me, I thought I thought uh, the I thought uh, the two centre halves were fine. Mm. Joe Hart didn't really have anything to do whatsoever. Uh, it was I, I now the goal. I think I didn't like giving Motherwell credit. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 
I just didn't like doing it, but they took a quick free kick. And if we're looking for anybody to blame for the goal, it's Juranovic. Overall, do you think Juranovic played pretty well tonight, though? I thought he was a wee bit more direct um, than Taylor on the left-hand side. I thought he uh, linked pretty well down the right-hand side. He might have been sleeping or caught napping for the goal. Uh, tidy finish, by the way, by uh, young Tierney. But I, I did think Juranovic um, performed pretty well tonight. Is that the is that the view of yourself, Kev McCluskey? I mean, I did think Taylor was a bit quiet this evening. Lost quite a few um, balls. His possession wasn't great. Yeah, I think um, I think, I think uh, as a fully paid up member of the Greg Taylor fan club, I'm going to take some stick for this one because I thought that was a poor performance by him tonight for his standards. Um, he's usually really comfortable and assured in the ball and he gave it away for me too easily, too, mm. too often. Uh, Juranovic on the other side, he was all right. He would get a pass mark probably, but I don't think he was... I don't think he was outstanding. I don't think he was at his usual level either. He did put in one really dangerous cross, I think, in the first half that Hatate went for, um, but didn't quite get his shot off cleanly. Other than that, I don't really remember him doing very much going forward uh, as a, a real attacking threat. He maybe linked up well with Haksabanovic and, and tried to force the issue at times, but I don't think it was a vintage performance by him. And he, he fell into the, the trap that quite a few players did today where they were just maybe a wee bit off it um, and didn't didn't perform to their best but we'll labour on the point and go the main thing is we're left with the three points and we didn't play yeah. our best so we can take that into the next game and hopefully forget this one and, and put a better performance out of the weekend Yes, absolutely. We managed to find a way. Joe Hamilton, three points away from home. Good enough for me, says Joe. And there's quite a lot of comments coming in quite like that. Um, we've got Sean Fairley. Slack play uh, made that far more nervy than it should have been. Three points. Happy days. Before the game, uh, when I seen the lineup, Lawrence, I'll come to you first. I was looking at the inclusion of a badder on the right-hand side. We know just how many options we've got up there. Yakimakis obviously came off the bench. Maeda came off the bench. James Forrest didn't um, tonight. But we do have a lot of good options up top. And um, one of the the talking points that we didn't get round to covering uh, in the pre-match was around Abada. Abada, for me, has had a bit of a stop-start season. He scores against Dundee United and I start thinking, well, he needs a wee run of games. Uh, out wide right and he starts tonight so I was going to speak about that didn't get round to it but then he was disappointing again for me Lawrence is this a boy who hasn't quite got the consistency yet? Yeah he was pretty anonymous tonight wasn't he? Uh, you know I thought we'd have Jamesy on at half time to replace him definitely you know he's lacking consistency you know there's a lot of competition out there I, I, I was uh, yeah surprised he wasn't changed at half time yeah but, you know, he's young, he's got a lot, a lot of time to improve, but yeah, I th- thought we would have changed him and got Jamesy on. It was just anonymous for me, he wasn't doing anything to justify his place in the park. We've got uh, a lot of questions at half-time, Kevin Graham, around uh, what do we do to find a way? Yeah, we were disappointed with the first-half performance. Um, and often what you're looking for is these game-changers, the, the, the players the, that can find a way to, through the defence, a packed defence, as it often was tonight. And one of those guys is a badder. Uh, but as I was saying before, 
slight concerns at his consistency at this moment in time. I know that you know the default is you put it down to his age, um, but he's you know he's been at Celtic now for a season and a half, Kev, and he's been in and out the side. How is he going to get a run of games if he comes in and performs like he does tonight? I think it's just like. It's like band members of the fall, eh? I mean, they're all getting rotated round about now, eh? And I, I don't think it's maybe suiting him. I mean, I didn't think he was that good on, on Saturday either, but he scored a, a, an absolutely fantastic goal, eh? And he, and he just come in and do a job. And look, a lot of these guys have handled European football for the first time. They've handled a Champions League campaign for the first time. They've also, we've also now got a bigger squad where Ange Postacoglu had to go to the, the well quite a lot of times last season and keep on using the same players and the same players. And he doesn't need to do that now. And as as you say, Abad is still a young laddie. And we've played an awful lot of football, an, an awful lot of football. And I think that's shown in the last two games anyway that we've played, especially after, I think, after the, the, the buzz of the Champions League and that, going to Madrid and stuff like that, I think we're now just having a look at Saturday's game going, right, there's a wee finishing line. The lads that are going to go to the World Cup are going to get a wee bit of a, like, a boost and the other ones are going to get a wee trip to Australia. But if somebody would have said to me at the start of the season that we were going to be seven points clear with one game left before we went into the World Cup break, I would, I would have bit their hands off for it. So I can't be disappointed with any of the squad whatsoever. Even the night, I mean, look, I think 2-1 flatters, mother, flatters Motherwell. I mean, it looked like they were managed by a maths teacher who's been told to take PE. You kind of like talking about a foot manager's dress like you you know that's one of my favourite subjects. I never noticed. What was, the, what was he wearing tonight? <laughs> oh, I had these stupid shoes on with the white soles. A pair of black, a pair of black skin tight trousers and a black jumper. He looked like a maths teacher. I'd been told he had to go out and take PE. That's what he looked like. What have you got uh, against the trainers with the white soles? What's your problem with them? They're ridiculous, man. <laughs> Utterly ridiculous. I mean, look, I can I'm a fa- I can I'm no a fashion guru. I know I'm not a fashion guru. With, like altogether. That's how I can criticise other folk who think they're fashion gurus because I've got no fashion sense whatsoever. So I'm I'm quite happy with that. Look, they were a team of they were they were a team of plant pots. Two one flattered them completely. We were we were in, we were in control. I forgot what I was actually going to say. We we were in control of the game uh, all, all the time. But uh, that's what I was going to say. The attitude of the team was spot on. I don't think anybody had. I think the attitude was great. And when we went into for eight eight minutes for the last seven minutes, we basically just saw out the game. It was great game management. Brilliant, brilliant by the team in a game it was not that we're not going to remember. But the attitude's absolutely fantastic in this side. And I think that attitude will get us three points again, like on uh, Saturday. And I think we've got that attitude now. But I think we're having a look at aye, we can see this wee break coming and we're looking yeah. forward to it. Mm, absolutely. What, what's your thoughts, Kevin McCluskey, um, on the Abada question? Uh, is it, he's a player who. I think that the way that he adapted to the Scottish game last season was phenomenal, probably exceeded most of our expectations. Um, and he's had his moments this season, but there's also been some poor performances, and tonight was one of them, I would suggest. He was hooked against Real Madrid at half-time. 
And and I called it earlier a stop-start campaign for him. How long can that go, though? Because he's the type of player that needs a good run of games. He needs to really establish himself in the Celtic side. And I know we have that rotational um, ability because of the um, the the, play, the the amount of players that we actually have in, in that uh, kind of forward third. Do you have any concerns, though, about his, uh, about his form, about his inconsistent form? Um, say I'm a big fan of Abada. Uh, I think he's a he's a really good player, and I'm I'm going to try and avoid falling into the trap of saying it's it's his age and he's only 21 and that's why he's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I think it's more it's the type of player that he is and that's why he's going to be inconsistent at times because there's going to be games that'll suit him down to a T and the games against Rangers seem to be those games. He always puts in a big performance in those matches. Scored a couple of goals the last time. And then there'll be other games when he comes up against that stuffier type of defence and he just can't can't get going. He doesn't get that couple of yards that he needs maybe to, to run at a defender. He's not getting the space in the box to make that run that he makes from right to middle to get in the end of crosses. There's just games that won't suit him. Uh, and tonight was possibly just one of them. Um, but while Kev was talking, I was trying to have a look at his record and I was... On paper, it's really good. He's got seven goals in 14 games this season. My but he goes on these. I, th- I paid to get my record expunged. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come back for that? <laughs> I don't want to see your record, uh, Kev. Seven goals in no, 14 no, games. No, uh, he's got seven goals in 14 games, Abada, which is a great record. But mm. he goes on these long, barren runs when he doesn't score, and that's the inconsistency that you're, you're highlighting. I'm not overly concerned by it because I think I think give him a run of games and he he will shine and he's got that ability that he can play right he can play through the middle um, and he gives us just options for certain games and maybe we just need to manage him better in the games that he plays for us tonight's maybe a game for Jamesy Forrest but more experience coming in to manage this kind of occasion and then there's other games Abada will play in but nah I don't have too many concerns for him but that's partly because I'm, I'm a bit biased because I'm a, I'm a fan of him. I like the way yeah. he plays. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, since the last game we played against Mullerwell um, at Fur Park, and um, we beat them for nothing domestically anyway, we've had a few kind of tighter games. Hearts at Tynecastle ended 4-3. We then um, pummeled Livingston 3 nothing away. But uh, the Dundee United game at home 4-2, we know that was quite tight as well. And again tonight on paper, Certainly it looks tight. It goes back to one of the points that came in earlier from John Hughes, Lawrence. Are you concerned at all about the uh, the fact that we have, I'm not going to say scraped it scraped it tonight or scraped it in these games, but they're a lot tighter than, than uh, you would like. And yeah, there's been a few VAR decisions not gone our way. Is that playing a big part in it as well for you, Lawrence? Uh, well, I suppose it's, it's the refs that make the decisions, isn't it? It's not VAR. They just use VAR to help them get the wrong decisions. You know, it's. I think we need to create more chances than three shots in target. How do you do that? That's the question. No, How do you do that? On, on a night, like, on a night like tonight, on a night like tonight, where they're packed so, at defence. I thought Jamesy was the option uh, to get him on uh, at half time, but we're having a lot of options up front. Only getting three shots in target would suggest perhaps we need something better up front. We know that from the Champions League anyway, you know. So the amount of chances we we what we do is score three goals, you know, sixty odd chances. Eight, so eighty six was it not? Could be. Mm. Uh, 
But yeah, so hopefully, you know, we've got seven and a half lined up. Hopefully, we've got another striker lined up. So. Right. No. I'm going to take uh, that point. Like three shots in targets, you know, if we return from, I don't know, 78% of the ball. But it's unusual for us, isn't it? That's really not the norm. That's not the norm. So when you look at that then, Kev Graham, Lawrence is disappointed at the amount of chances we've made tonight, uh, clear-cut chances. It is unusual. We normally make a plethora of chances in every game. Even in Europe, we've been doing it, as Lawrence said there. So on a night like tonight when it's not happening, what do you do? If you're Ange Postecoglou, um, what do you do to, to change that? I think he, he does what he usually does. He, he makes the same sort of substitutions all the time. And I, I think he would probably point out that two of his substitutions actually contributed for the second goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we looked far dangerous down the right-hand side when he brought on uh, Hak Zabanovic uh, yeah. as well. Uh, so I think Postacoglu done everything that he can actually do. Uh, it's it's I'm fed up, like... Scottish football bumming up mediocrity and like you look at Motherwell Motherwell were getting praised well the wee guy who sounded like the boring bus conductor was praising them on, on Motherwell TV or whatever he was commentating for and I'm going like that they're playing seven at the back mm. they've came out and had a wee go in the setting half but you're actually celebrating them that they came out and had a go in the setting half I mean we have a look in Europe and we want to bridge that gap we want to bridge that gap in Europe surely teams in Scotland want to bridge that gap and come and have a go at us rather than just sit there and cower and it's almost as if they actually they ken that they're going to get a beating and they just curl into a ball and just make sure nobody hurts them in the face I mean Motherwell Motherwell are probably Stevie Hamill's probably praising that Motherwell performance that was great that was fantastic I can't ask any more of the boys he's got beat it was a comfortable victory for for the away team coming there. Mm. Uh, it, 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 it was a comfortable victory. He's didn't really lay a glove on us. Ah, he's had a wee bit here and there. But as Lawrence quite rightly points out, we only had three shots on target all night. We didn't play well tonight, but we were still extremely comfortable. Yeah, I thought we were comfortable and it was a dominant performance. You've just got to look at the uh, the possession and the fact that although we only got three on target, I've just checked here, it was 16 shots against Motherwell's seven. Um, and when when you look at the, the winning goal, again, I'll come to yourself, Kev McCluskey, Maeda, we've spoken about players who have got stick this season. Joe Hart being one of them, we spoke about him at the beginning of the game. At halftime, we're one nothing up. Kyogo gets the goal. He's been getting a bit of stick uh, for his performances. But another player who has fallen into that category is Maeda. He comes on tonight and he's the match winner. He's away to the World Cup after Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think he gets too much of a hard time, does Dyson Maeda. And tonight was a, a, a timely reminder of what he can provide. And he's, he's clearly a player that Ange Borsokoglu rates extremely highly. Um, is he another one that you think's had a, a bit of a rough time? Is he is a player that we've yet to see the best of? Because what we hear from our Japanese cohorts is that uh, we haven't seen the best of them yet. That's the reason why you, we were surprised. You know, he got into the squad, Kyogo and Atati didn't. A lot of the people, the journalists over in Japan, were not surprised at that. I'm I'm of the opinion, uh, or sharing the same opinion as those journalists from Japan, that I'm I'm not overly surprised that he made it. I was surprised that Kyogo didn't make the score, but I wasn't overly surprised that Maeda did, because I think uh, it's certainly with the way that Ange likes to play the game, and I think it's probably similar to how the Japanese national team will play. 
he's such an important player with the work rate that he's got um, being a, a different sort of striker because normally and we've spoken about this one before as well normally you judge a striker on his goals and that's the sole kind of metric you, you judge them by but I think Maeda just brings so much more it's that ability to, to get in behind he's, I think he's improving his final ball when he's out wide he pulls defenders out of position he plays on the, the shoulder at times Um and now again, another one, once he gets into the team on a bit more regular basis, he's actually really quite composed in front of goal. His goal against Hearts the other week showed that as well. You know, when he's got that reaction to kind of slide in and get in, get the goal tonight, his first touch was phenomenal. Just controls it, brings it down, and he doesn't even have to break his stride to get the shot away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's a player that I think will kind of naturally... Uh, Know, be a victim of the boo boys or whatever you want to call them because he's not a traditional type of centre forward that we're used to he's not a big battering ram he's not a boy that scores week in week out but he just he offers a lot more than goals and that what he offers just goes uh, under the radar quite often so yeah um, delighted for him that he's made the World Cup um, but I hope he only gets to three games and Japan get knocked out early so that he gets a bit of a rest for the second half of the season that's the thing about the World Cup. I'm only interested in watching the Celtic players who are involved. Uh, Donny Boy, welcome back to the show. Three points in the bag and happy enough. Yeah, you go away home happy if you win the three points. And we're sitting pretty at the top of the league. Seven points ahead of our nearest challengers. Cooking with Chef Dai. That Kyogo Jota goal would have been goal of the season. How much of a shame is it that it won't make it onto the uh, end of season highlights DVD? Because we still release DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um or, or should it? I would just throw it in there yeah, and mate, celebrate it as a goal. It's got to be in there. It's going to be all over Twitter with a different bar conclusion, shall we say. There are going to be what? different images out there ah. with uh, a different conclusion. One of the best disallowed goals I've ever seen Celtic scoring, if not the best. Um, but, but yeah, what, what would Willie Colvin is uh, advantage ruling? You know, Phil and Celtic advantage gets past the Celtic player and then out of the pitch. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what, what advantage was that, Willie? I know. It's just it's mystifying for me. It, it is. And you know what? As I said at the beginning of the game, I would love to go through one of these days and not speak about the refereeing or the poor decision making after watching the VAR. Um, however, it seems to be following us every single week since well, it was introduced against Hearts. First half, Hatati and the middle boy in the box, the middle boy pushes Hatati back down as he's, he's trying to get up in the box, the balls in play. Looks after that as if Hatati could be kick out, but you're going, well. It's not like pushing down the box, surely. Yep, it was, again, another poor performance by the official. Celtic still, though, despite all that, managed to get the three points, which is the most important thing. We've got one more game to go, as Kev uh, Graham quite rightly says, Ross County, and then we can all enjoy either the Sydney Cup, the World Cup, or both. We will be covering both the Sydney Cup games, of course. And um, we're up to quite a lot of other things at the moment we are just readying our promo video for the charity single and that will be with you very very soon as well if you want to support the channel like this video subscribe on youtube you can buy some of this merch as well and we've just announced another live event in february this time also at gracie's special guest to be confirmed you can buy a ticket underneath this video. There is a link. They are selling extremely fast. So if you want to buy somebody a wee Christmas present, why not buy them a ticket to Axon Live, a live show like no other 
at Gracie's. Thanks everybody for getting involved. Thank you to the two Kevins and to Lawrence Conley for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details as the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.